I've got a laser disc to sell. Yeah? Yeah. I like those because they make me feel like I'm a really small person holding a CD. <laughs> <laughs> This is Emergent Agenda, the August podcast. August is an org design consultancy based in Brooklyn and London. And these are the stories of what life is like changing the way the world works. We believe in emergence, that larger things emerge from smaller parts, and that this is the natural universal outcome of things coming together. So we come to this podcast with the topic and we build the agenda from the perspectives of those involved. Hey pals, it's Emily. Today I talked to Max and Clay about tools and how tools aren't the thing, but they're the thing to unlock the thing. Let's let's build our ranty emergent agenda. So what do we want to talk about? I'd like to talk about transparency. Transparency, yeah. great. Um, it won't work otherwise for fuck's sake. Okay. Perfect. Um, I'm going to add worse is better. Oh, that's one of my favorite topics. Interesting. Um, we're not a tech company. (laughs) Perfect. Great. We've got our agenda. Let's start with it won't work otherwise. Okay. Clay, you, you added that. So talk to me. So... All of this stuff that we do, the whole self-organizing thing, um, distributing authority, more agency for workers, all the stuff, more creativity, more productivity, Papa John's, <laughs> bad reference these days. <laughs> um, it, everyone has thought of this for, we, we've been thinking about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like we know this is a better idea better than the hierarchical way of organization where all the data flows up to the top of the organization and then a small group of white men tells everyone else what to do. We know that there's another way. The problem was that the technology didn't exist. Like when we were thinking about agile in the nineties, not us, but other people mm-hmm. were thinking about this stuff in the nineties. It was a good idea, but the technology kind of sucked to make it happen globally or within a large organization just generally speaking. But things have changed since then. The technologies have changed and they allow for a different way of working. They allow this kind of radical self-organization to actually work at scale, but organizations refuse to adopt this stuff. And I feel like an absolute whiny asshole going into these organizations and saying, you know, you really need to use Zoom instead of WebEx because it puts the video, your video, so you can stare at yourself right next to the camera on your laptop. So, so that the it organi- look like you're just like looking at right. someone's elbow the entire yeah. time. Like it makes the conversation better. It makes it possible. And everyone from the top of the organization to the, the it person who has to implement it to the person who just uses WebEx every once in a while, they're like, well, it's just the same thing. Mm-hmm. Look, it has video. Mm-hmm. Look, it has file sharing. Right. Look, it has an audio thing that you can dial into. Yes, it's the same but it's not at all the fucking same and it will not work unless we actually use the tools that are appropriate Mm -hmm. for this work and make it possible. And the companies that are currently in power or in place within these large organizations, they have huge amount of influence over whether or not the, you know, 
the companies will move from Microsoft or Cisco or whatever onto Google Docs or Zoom or Slack or whatever it might be. And they just stand in the way. They don't know how to build these tools. They don't know how to think in this new way. And they're just standing in the, in the way. <laughs> and it's not going to work. If we don't use these new tools, this kind of organization will just not work at all because the old tools are made to support the old way of organizing. And it's not whining. It's not like insignificant to get people on Trello and Slack mm -hmm. and Google Drive. It's super duper important and meaningful. I think in some cases, the, the tools aren't even made to support the old way of organizing. <laughs> yeah. They're made for like before organization happened. <laughs> like when I think of email, I think about how email was designed to replicate snail mail. It was designed for um, sending one message to one person. That's what they thought it would do because mm -hmm. that's how mail works. You mm -hmm. put it in the post box and it magics its way to someone else's place. Um, and now we use email for so many other things that you could never do with snail mail, but like like file sharing, right? right? Mm -hmm. uh, and we also use email for like um, mass mailing people and for like sending stupid gifts, which... And like I do a lot of, um, uh, you know, you, we use it for collaborative working and for so many things which snail mail was never built for. So it doesn't make sense that we'd take a platform that was built to replicate snail mail and try and make it do all these other things. And no one ever thought, wait, shit, there must be a, must be a better way of doing this. Right. Um, and yet people are so used to email that they don't want to change. And so like you say, they just get in the way and they can't think that there's another option. And the new things feel dumb for their old way of working too. Like, oh, I should just put my email into Slack mm -hmm. and then wait for responses yeah. to come back. <sighs> and my, I should actually write a subject line or a, a salutation. Dear channel. Yeah. Message. <laughs> comma. Salutation. Best. And then my contact details. Like I've seen people do that. It feels, it feels dumb. Like they need... Everyone needs new practices to go with these tools because trying to use them in, in for the old way or for the existing way just doesn't make any sense. It's mm -hmm. like a workaround. Like yeah. I think about when I was trying to convince my parents to get a new laptop and they were troubled that there wasn't a CD-ROM because they burned their pictures onto it. And I was like, well, you don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> like you can do it a different way, but they're like, but it still, it does the same thing. I'm like, kind of, but no, but not really. Yeah. And like, let me show you a, a way easier practice to make this so much better. Just trust me. You'll want to use this. Right. I mean, you say your parents, but my wife did that. She's like, you know, she's on our generation. She demanded she'd get a DVD player with her, um, her MacBook Pro and then Netflix happened. And we've used the DVD <laughs> player like twice in five years. Yeah. I've got a laser disc to sell. Yeah? Yeah. No. Are those the big ones? Like those, the are the, those are the big ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like those because they make me feel like I'm a really small person holding a CD. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to that small differences thing. Like it, it really, really matters. And the best example that I use for this when I'm like trying to convince an executive that they should pay attention to these different tools and the small differences between them is um, WhatsApp. WhatsApp was the one that was bought by Facebook mm -hmm. right? yep. for 14 billion. Mm -hmm. Like it's messaging and it's very slightly different from Facebook messenger, which they had. And they were like, you know what? 
all up and down the organization, we're going to spend $14 billion of cash and stock to buy WhatsApp. That's basically the same thing as Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Like the small differences mattered to the audience enough that it was worth that much money. Like these things are very slightly different, but they make a huge difference. So like Microsoft's Teams versus Slack, like the fact that it's not just default to open, default to public, it's default to private and inter-team versus intra-team, like that makes a big, Mm -hmm. big difference in the way that it's going to be used. The fact that it's built on threads instead of just conversations, that makes a big difference. The fact that when you log into um, PowerPoint online, it first prompt it first prompts you to open and edit the document on your desktop for the full functionality of Microsoft PowerPoint instead of opening it online indicates like where they they make their money off of the fucking software that you download onto your computer mm-hmm. and so that you can use like the full design suite because they haven't spent enough time making it work online mm-hmm. because why would they? Yeah, they make their money from the software that you install. So, like that small difference is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Even the way that when you open up files in SharePoint and it opens it up in the same window so that you can't go back and use the file tree, yeah. mm-hmm. like that's a huge difference. And like it seems minimal to put a, you know, underscore blank target into the link in the software, but like it's a really important thing that they didn't do. It's yeah. a huge difference not because like not just because every time you use it is annoying, but also because the first time someone uses that and it takes five clicks to open a document instead of one, yeah. they're going to go, no, and go back to like what they were doing before. Yeah. They're just not going to bother. Yeah. Why would they? Well, because everyone has been trained that the corporate software that you're given is going to break, and it's easy for you to break. And if you keep clicking around without getting training from the central authority, mm. you might use it wrong mm. and then get fired. Mm-hmm. When, like... In our world, the software, you just, you click a few times, you sign up and then it works and you don't need training to like figure out how to drag a Trello card around or put a label on it. You just keep trying things and it doesn't break because it's made by adults that know how to make things. Great example of that today. Um, I find like Emily and I run the newsletter and I find the MailChimp UI suboptimal. Like it's a little clunky. And today we got a mass mail out from from a (laughs) well-known... Emergent Agenda is brought to you by Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Go to emergentagenda.com slash Brooklyn to get a code. <laughs> and it said, um, hi team, really looking forward to the sale tomorrow. Just can you all check through this newsletter? Thanks, Mark. Digital marketing intern. Oh, bless his little cotton socks. And that's because the MailChimp UI sucks. So he sent out a test email to everyone on the mailing list. Which is brilliant. Um, yeah. What kind of happened to you? Sorry? That kind of happened to you. What did I do? You sent our newsletter a day early. I did, yeah. And links were broken. Um, but it didn't say... Digital marketing intern. It didn't say yeah. digital marketing intern. That was the clincher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although Erica pointed out that maybe they did that on purpose, in which case it's brilliant. That's what we said. Because now we're talking yeah, about it. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Now we're talking about it. I'm thinking we should um, reply to it, CC everyone on our team and be like, hey, look what these jackasses did at Brooklinen and make sure that they can copy in. See if they Mark respond. G. See if they get the joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Segway. I mean, yeah. um, detour. Powered by Segway. Yeah. Um, well, it just seems to me like so crazy to be using suboptimal um, technology tools 
when like you're we're the technology is always changing right so if you like pick tools that you can trust that you know that whoever's working on it is trying to make it better and better and better versus like just the stagnant shit like that you've been using what i'm saying is like if you are buying into like the idea of responsive and you want to move like quickly then you have to have tools that do the same thing yeah it's not one or the other it's both well this is that this is the um we're not a tech company thing (laughs) really really (laughs) awesome segue into that um because on one hand, companies are like, look, we're not a tech company. Like, we got to mm-hmm. buy these things from someone else. We can't be doing this stuff internally. Like, and of course, like, big beverage brand, you don't, you don't make email. Like, that's not a thing that you do. But also, they, they want to buy technology from other huge companies. Mm-hmm. And they only see those companies as the ones that are, like, qualified or fit to sell them email or document stuff. And they only want to buy the one tool. Mm-hmm. Because if they had to train people on technology and they had to train people on 100 different task management tools, it would take forever and they would never do it, right? But they don't realize that they don't have to train anyone on these things. And they don't actually have to build the integrations. This is the other thing that happens all the time that I see. I don't know if this is something, Max, that you see as well. But like everyone wants to use the Microsoft thing because it has all of the fucking features in it, right? It's got, oh, well, we've... We got video conferencing, I think, right? With Skype. Yeah, it's got Skype. Mm-hmm. Skype for business is dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a dreadful alternative to something that's good and basically free out there in yeah. Zoom. Um, it's got Microsoft Teams. It's got SharePoint. We can build websites with this. Not that you would ever want to because it's impossible to do so and you need help from a tech person <laughs> or a salesperson or both. <laughs> it's got uh, PowerPoint online, Word online, Excel online, none of which are an adequate substitute for their offline counterparts, mm-hmm. nor for the stuff that Google provides for next to nothing. Mm-hmm. And they want to have that integration with the calendar and all the other stuff because that seems neat and like a really cool sales feature for mm-hmm. Microsoft salespeople. But in fact, those integrations are, are no, are no good. No one ever uses them because they're hard to use and they're buggy. Whereas like we can make the integrations with a few clicks between Trello and Slack and all of the tools we use without being a developer, mm-hmm. without having to rely on a salesperson, we can just do it. Mm-hmm. And, that kind of point and click integration with all of these emerging tools because stuff is going to change allows us to be responsive. But we, at big organizations, you can't buy stuff in little chunks. You have to buy big chunks because that feels cool. And who cares if you're buying like a few onesie twosie licenses Mm -hmm. of this new software, you're never going to get the recognition from senior people that you've selected the next cool, you know, working tool that's brought to you by whatever the next big thing is. Mm Can I respectfully disagree with you on one? Please. I don't know what you just said. So I've just been rambling and ranting because I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> this is like two years of anger being waving your pent, fist pent up. <laughs> and another thing. Let it out. Uh, it does have shortcomings, the Microsoft Suite. One thing I do like about it, though, is that you can tab between um, conversation and your Trello board. Uh, your planner board. Sure. Yeah, the equivalent of Trello. Your Kanban board. Um, very quickly. And also your file structure. Like... Because they built them together, you can actually transition between those quite well. Mm-hmm. That's one thing in its favor. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. How do you like it? For sure. That and that is like a legit feature. I get it, but it also doesn't. It doesn't integrate with other stuff. No. It only integrates with itself. Yes. So if you want to like have Google Analytics feeding into Slack, and Shopify feeding into Slack, and some like cool dashboard that like the junior data marketing analyst or marketing intern made <laughs> pumping into Trello automatically. Like you're not going to be able to do that with Microsoft planner because they're too busy working on the big integrations for the big companies to actually yeah. like worry about creating these open endpoints. Yeah. Or at least that's my sense on the, on the user side. Yeah. True. But the integration is, that is integration is good. Integration done by users is I think better than integration done by some central authority true slack has that open api yeah you can like even beyond that you can use like zapier and iftt mm-hmm. to yeah connect whatever you want to do yeah. whatever you want Should yeah cool. but they're all built all these things seem to be built around this concept of like absolute privacy and security which seems laughable to me because like i feel like the best software engineers for engineering secure systems work at google <laughs> not at you know the aging tech dinosaurs from the previous generation right i mean yeah. maybe i'm wrong maybe there are people at microsoft who are like hey, fuck this guy clay like he doesn't know what he's talking about like we've got the best security in the world but i feel like probably not mm-hmm. <laughs> and we should rely on on google's expertise because they're being I'm probably right is what you're saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway may- maybe not but like i feel like the security risks for a lot of this stuff are really minimal and <sighs> We're worried about people hacking into like our six month plan for sales and like mm-hmm. that could just just as easily be accidentally emailed to somebody. And mm-hmm. I see it all the time. Like big consulting agencies like send us decks that they have and like that's some confidential information that maybe shouldn't be getting out, but is getting out by email covered by an NDA. Like are we really relying on that even over the Google engineers that make this stuff secure? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know either. <laughs> anyway. So there's security. There's like we've already, we've got one sweet one. Yeah. Is there anything else? Or like who do you have to convince? Like after you convince the, the company yeah. or whatever, um, to use different things. What do you find like other complaints or like other questions? So many complaints. Yeah. All the complaints. Yeah. One of the complaints that I've seen recently is, so usually we go into companies and, and they're just using email. And, um, if we're lucky, they have some whiteboards. Um, but been into a company recently, which had all of the tools, so many tools, so many different ways of communicating because it was kind of like, it was a, it was the wild west. Everyone mm-hmm. just picked what worked for them. So you had like the um, younger crowd who picked up Slack um, and then an older crowd who are using software like Socialcast. And then there was like uh, Yammer and Jabber and uh, I don't know, Chatty or whatever these things are called. <laughs> Do you just... I'm just making them up now. You're just making up. They're yeah. just being founded right yeah. before our eyes. Yeah. Chatty. Friendster. <laughs> it was a jungle. And then we came in and we were like, have you tried this thing Slack? And um, it just created more noise. Mm. So, um, what was your question? 
What complaints? Oh yeah, yeah. And who do you convince too? Yeah, yeah. Um, And so there's like there's a thing here also around there's a tension between like policy and like local agreements that the team decides how they're going to communicate. But you don't want someone commanding that now we're all going to use this because it might not work for everyone. So Mm -hmm. it needs to like generate organically. But at the same time, you can't diversify your communication platforms completely because otherwise there's just too many things to check and messages will get missed um so that's that was a complaint and attention we've had to Mm -hmm. wrestle with recently yeah and when this stuff doesn't work it's incredibly frustrating even if you're on the leading edge i mean i'm thinking back to like when we tried to integrate undercurrent with quirky Mm -hmm. on gmail and google drive Mm -hmm. and everyone was like which one am i in now like which calendar do I use? Where do I, where are the files that I had? And like, this is like a savvy group of motivated yeah. tech knowledgeable change managers, change managers, yeah. like integrating into another company. And we were struggling mm. because we were like change management. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Send it. <laughs> and <laughs> would not do again, um, in a variety of ways. Yeah. But in any case, like the thing that I took away from that is that like, this is really critical. Going slow to get it right is really important, but that doesn't mean like slowing down and picking the wrong thing, you know, Mm -hmm. slow down, make sure you're going in the right direction, get senior buy-in to say like, we're going to go in this direction, but then also let the organization decide particularly some of the things that are not like the core stack, like email, you know, like switching from one email to another is a huge headache. But switching from one task management tool to a new one is not like, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And teams can decide that themselves. Mm-hmm. I think just like picking the modern alternative to Outlook is like the first step. And I think that has to come from either the the chief technology, chief digital or working technology person in the, in the organization or from the CEO themselves. Mm. Themselves. So... Um, and we haven't gotten a chance to actually make that argument yet with anyone. And usually it's like, yeah, definitely. We're going to, we're going to have to align this with the CTO and then nothing ever happens because the person that we're talking to is actually also in charge of the Microsoft relationship, which we've talked about, right? Like Mm. why would they get rid of that? It's their whole job. Mm -hmm. And I'm sensitive to that. Like I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know if I wouldn't, but like (laughs) it would be scary to, to go to say like I'm the Microsoft rep or I manage the Microsoft yeah. relationship and I'm going to recommend that we go to Google. Mm-hmm. That's me like staking my whole family's right. My two cats livelihood mm-hmm. on the <laughs> this this deal going in the right direction. So then you just so then what if you can't get them on these go, new tools what go, do you do? Go rogue and cause problems. Mm. <laughs> um but like the company that I'm working with in Dallas um, right now, when I got there, they were on the Atlassian suite. So they're using Jira and Confluence. And these are actually really good alternatives because you can install them all locally. Yeah. Mm. So for companies that are like, "Mm, you know, we really can't have our European information stored outside of Europe or wherever. Yeah. Jira, HipChat, Confluence, they have local alternatives or locally installable alternatives. So if they have like savvy, knowledgeable IT people, they could install them on local servers and then have all the functionality of this stuff that is normally in the cloud. Yeah. Comes with some costs, of course, but like 
uh, getting them to move in that direction and choose the things that are that are, are still in line with our standards for functionality, but also make them feel good. Like that's a really, really good first step in mm-hmm. a business unit that doesn't have to like tell the mothership what it's doing. Right. So just trying things and either like setting people up on our, our own systems, like getting them into our own Slack or our own Trello. So that mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's just, this is just for fun and games, but then they get hooked on it. Oh, I see. And so, then yeah, they get pissed rogue. and quit. Yeah. <laughs> if the organization doesn't, doesn't catch up, doesn't catch up. Like that will happen. Right. If someone's like, well, I'm using Slack and Trello and Gmail for this project and, you know, um, I'd like to make a proposal to the IT people that are going to make this decision. And then they're like, nope. Yeah. They will quit. I've seen that. Yeah. How could you go back to that? You've seen, you've tasted the sweet juice of like efficiency and and it's made your your job so much better and easier and probably more fun in some ways too. And then you hear, nope. Lotus Notes. You all ever seen Lotus Notes? No, but I've been talking about it this week with a client. He was like, "I just drown in Lotus Notes the whole time. I never." Remember. What is it? What? It's e- it's email. Okay. But but it's even worse. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the horror. <laughs> <laughs> of sound effects on this pod. I can add that in afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did these. Yeah. We're- up to transparency. Yeah. Um, up to our eyeballs in transparency. <laughs> this came up with a client recently. Um, uh, as you may know, dear listeners, we're big into transparency at August. We're a fully transparent organization. And that extends to um, our tech stack. We really believe that like information should be open and available all the time. Um, you know, we default to open as a core value. And email does not. Email is a closed loop of communication. You have to be CC'd. And if you're not CC'd, you need to ask someone to send you that information. How annoying is that, right? That you're interrupted in your day from your What's hard work. What's the deal work. with email? Yeah. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> um, so yeah, like, I don't know. I just think transparency is so important for companies to operate today to be able to respond to change to share information and to raise like a surface level of awareness about everything that's going on so that you can make decisions um, as and when you need to more than that uh, tools can build communities around interest topics um, like clay's stash or um, joe's joe's runs around like Hyde Park you know like we have all yeah. that on Slack and everyone can get interested in it Clay's and, mustache? yeah there, we have oh, okay. there was a, a mustache channel <laughs> you don't remember that? I, I wasn't part of that it was R-E-T called tash. <laughs> yeah R-E-T <laughs> underscore R-E-T is the internal acronym that isn't really used much anymore yeah. except for, for Slack channels that means responsive enterprise transformation I had no idea what it meant so <laughs> all of the things that are R-E-T underscore something else are related to the enterprise thing. Mm-hmm. So there's RET karaoke, <laughs> which is a joke about that stupid acronym still living around and karaoke, but also RET underscore stash, which I've since archived. Mm. Since the mustache is gone. I must ask no you a question. <laughs> um, yeah. The world is a poor place. Um, my point being that like everyone knows everything. So everyone can make decisions mm. and, uh, you can build communities around interest groups, which will allow leaders to see who the real like emergent leaders are in the organization, who's really energized around a topic and should be, um, you know, given space to explore mm-hmm. that topic and ultimately, you know, compensated 
because they're forging a new path in a new direction, which might be of huge value to your organization. Mm -hmm. And if you close that out, you can't see that happening and you can't support it. And other people can't see that and get involved as well. Um, yeah, I think that's really key to remember. Yeah, I mean, that's the point from the very beginning. Like, it won't work otherwise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it will. when it does work, it means that more energy from more people goes into the right stuff because of transparency. That's the whole goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, fun or engagement or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's more shit gets done yeah. and more of the right stuff gets done yeah. mm -hmm. because people can make better decisions. People get smarter faster. Yeah. Everybody learns how to do the core of the business instead of just being told by, you know, behind some opaque clipboard of, of metrics, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why we should be going in one direction or the other. Yeah. So just the final thought, for anyone listening who thinks that tech is the answer, it's not. Please don't like download Slack and Trello and think all your problems will be solved. Like you really need to begin with understanding what we've talked about today, like the why um, and the mindsets that underpin it. Otherwise, it's just going to seem really confusing. And when you wrote, you know, we're not a tech company on the agenda, I thought you were talking about us because sometimes like we can go in and be like, use these tools and people are like, oh, you're, you're a tech company? Like you're bringing in tools and stuff? And it's like, no, there's there's cool ways of using the tools that underpin it that you really really must understand and embrace mm -hmm. and like start with a whiteboard and start by all just sitting in the same room together because mm. that's the best way to like analog in an analog way promote transparency mm -hmm. and then from there um start taking on it a little bit at a time but the tech isn't the answer the tech is just the unlock for the answer right you can't have the answer without the tech yeah mm -hmm. but the tech itself is not the answer exactly right right yeah. right um, what do you think is more annoying? Um, not having the, the, the tools and someone emailing you and interrupting your day to ask for a file or having the tools and someone still that can find that file, but that person still pings you anyway for it. So this is a, this is a tough one. Cause like we've set, and I think this is something for our own organization. Like if you're on like further toward mature on transparent technology stacks and working in this way, you'll have like so much information out mm -hmm. there. Like every single one of our spending meetings is recorded, mm -hmm. right? And anyone can search it. Anyone can find out all of the things about how the business is run. And you want, you hope that people will just be like, Oh, I wonder if I can check the spending records to find out right. XYZ decision right. and the, they'll just go search for it and they will just find it themselves. Like sort of like the, let me Google that for you thing. Like, yeah. Right. Do you want me to find it for you or mm -hmm. can you just like fire up your own Google drive and Slack search engine and go find it? I love, let me Google that for you. <laughs> it's so good. If you haven't seen so that website, it's really good. I used to, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> you can like, tell us that story later. Yeah. Right? You want, you want people to go find the stuff, but you also want to promote an organizational, a feeling of safety when people like just don't know mm -hmm. anything right. and they're like, I literally have no idea where this thing is. Can someone like point, do we have that information anywhere? Uh. And it's a really hard thing to balance. Cause I'm like, just go fucking search right. the slack. It, it like, 
two years plus of organizational histories in there. Like you can find something on it, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like some people just, they just don't know what's there. Right. Mm. And that's like, that's not necessarily a failing of the organization to educate everyone on every single thing that's ever been done by the organization, which is like a weird knowledge management challenge. But it's also just a failing of the organization of the, the technology itself or an indicator of immaturity, right? Like, if our Google Drive, it's completely open to every single person, everyone can find every file, is poorly organized and and hasn't been adjusted over time in an emergent way that makes it good, like, that's on us. And us, like all of us individually and all of us, you know, organizationally. So I, I really struggle with that because yeah. like I'm annoyed as hell when I know someone knows that there's a thing out there that they could just go find and yeah. I got to do the one, I got to be the digging guy for yeah. you. Like, yeah. no, I'm, <laughs> you find it your goddamn self. <laughs> but at the same time, like, no, you want, you, you know, you want people to be curious and you yeah. want people to discover things and ask questions and feel good about asking questions yeah. and feel good. Like not knowing everything about where everything is. So you don't, don't have to give them the file, Clay. You can tell them how to find the file. G- give a man a file. I know you want me to send <laughs> send you the keynote file for the design thing. That <laughs> yeah, I really want that. It's been about a month. <laughs> I'm dreadful at organizing my own files. I just use the search bar to find everything. Speaking of organizing files, mm-hmm. how's that going? Oh boy, I have been trying to organize our public drive in a more in a just a better way for um, everyone out there to find stuff and use stuff because there's so much cool stuff on there and useful things and some mediocre unuseful things exactly so that's what's really been interesting too like i'm sort of playing god in a way of like what's the most important information and i've been getting stuck so max you're gonna have to help me but that's i mean what my hope is, is that it can be organized in such a way and it's like key files first and that, you know, it goes from from great to okay. And you can clearly see that and and explore like according to that. But And how might we find in the public drive if we wanted to check it out? Yeah. Og.co slash public. Check it out. And the tagline for that is from great to okay. <laughs> Everything under the sun. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you both. Yeah, of course. This yeah. is a great rant. It was. It. <laughs> Do you feel better? <laughs> well, I, I'm sitting here thinking like, is this just going to like piss off a corporate executive? I was wondering the same thing. Or is this going to make someone who works in one of these organizations feel like bummed out? Are they going to tip their desk over and like... And then I'm like... This is just the real thing. But that, exactly. That's like, real. We ha- This has to get yes. fixed mm-hmm. permanently. And like, if you, if you work at Microsoft and you're listening to this, like, I'm sure you're working on this. I know like the intention is in the right place, but like, we have to fix the incentives. We have to fix the relationships. We have to fix the procurement processes mm-hmm. that prevent this stuff from happening in a good way. And it might be a generational thing, but like, that's what we're out there fighting for um sometimes in a very tactical way like hey i'm gonna come and show you how to use slack yeah 
and get no kickback from Slack or Trello or anyone ever for selling those things into the enterprise because we're objective. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. We're not bitter. Yeah. Okay. This was great. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Emily. And another, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, pals. Bye. Inspired by what you just heard? Check out our website at www.aug.co. That's www.aug.co. Interested in joining the August team? Apply on our website today at aug.co slash careers. That's aug.co forward slash careers.